This is Bob's World. Good morning, I'm Bob Welch. This is the last episode of Bob's World for the year 2022, aside from something I have planned for next Wednesday. So I thought we'd close the year together with some thoughts. Not so much of what we want under the tree for ourselves, but what we're thankful for in a minute. She was 27 years old. She got in her car and took the gun that my grandfather had given her for self-defense. She never got to see her son grow up to be anything because she had easy access to a gun. I've been robbed of that relationship. 65 Americans a day die by gun suicide. Safe gun storage saves lives. Learn more at infamilyfire.org. Brought to you by Brady and the Ad Council. Someone asked me recently what I wanted for Christmas, and while I could have mentioned any one of a number of things, it somehow felt selfish to me. This time of year is not about that, and it feels more and more like that as the years go by. My thoughts from Thanksgiving through to New Year's are often about those who have challenges far greater than mine to deal with, and for many, something as transactional as money or something that could be bought with money, is not the cure. I have in my thoughts these days a man who is undergoing cancer treatments. Again, because it had been in remission, and now it has come back. Another whose voice has failed him, and he has to give up the livelihood he has had for nearly 30 years. There is also on my mind the couple who had to bury their own son this past summer, due to a childhood disability which simply got too much for the child who lived to age 17 to bear. And, of course, the families of those directly affected by the school shootings, all of the school shootings that we have had to be informed about over the decades. Yes, it has been decades. The first one that I had to inform some of you about was in 1999. We go back a ways together, if we've been following on the radio all this time. It is supposed to be a happy time of year, or at least it is marketed to us in that manner. I am thinking of someone who lost their grandmother this past October, and while it is the natural order of things, and while they lived a long life, truly, it is still said to ponder an empty place at the table, and one less knock on the door this year, and one less Christmas card to drop in the mailbox. It is particularly poignant for me because as I glanced at the obituary last month online, I noticed that the date of their death was the exact same date as that of my own grandmother, only my grandmother passed in 1993 instead of this year. I am thinking about the college classmate who is concerned for the health of his wife and might have a new health issue himself to deal with this year. I'm sure some of you are thinking, isn't this time of year a time to forget about that for a while? And Maybe it is. Maybe I'm reading it all wrong. But maybe it is a time for us to realize that if we don't have any of those things going on in our lives, nor any of the many other challenges that I did not have the time to mention in this space, that we are to be thankful that we don't have those Herculean life challenges staring us in the face and that we are to lend a comforting thought or an ear to those who are 
and these holiday weeks are not and will not be easy for them. That last thought was on my mind as my train route back from New York on Tuesday night had to be shifted to a bus, which Amtrak understandably had to scramble to pick up. Us remaining passengers headed to places like Holyoke, Northampton, and Greenfield from where the train had to terminate. Springfield, Massachusetts, after all, Amtrak does not maintain its own fleet of buses as they do a fleet of trains uh, somewhere nearby with its own roster of drivers who are just hanging around the train station where we are to be pressed into service at a moment's notice. They do have a roster of rail engineers and crew, but not bus drivers. However, one of my fellow passengers, standing in between the inner and outer doors of the Amtrak Springfield station, thought this way. Just on the other side of the glass doors with Lyman Street on the other side, she said, Well, uh, they should have had the bus here. They let us know this was happening when we were in New Haven. As it turned out, the Red Deadco bus that we got on had to be called up from Hartford, And as I say, Amtrak had to call with no prior notice to get a chartered bus to get us in Springfield to those three stops to the north of Springfield that the train was scheduled to stop at. I was surprised that I only arrived in Greenfield a half hour after the posted train arrival. I'm sure the Karen of the Pioneer Valley who got off in Northampton complained more the second she got in the door. It's moments like this when you figure out the people with whom you'd like to travel and the people you would prefer not to travel with. She is in the latter category. And I'd understand a gripe about a late bus or the Amtrak detour, but as the conductor mentioned for all to hear on the public address, there was a freight train derailment to the north of Springfield. I was very glad the train that derailed was the freight train and not us. Now, being on a train that derailed, that would be something to complain about. Something to feel anxious about. Being thankful for the challenges we have not needed to surmount should be our calling this time of year, and perhaps each day. The bad news Tuesday night was that I was an entire half hour late. The good news is that my night did not involve a telephone call to 911 or a ride on the back of an ambulance or involving any doctors or nurses at any hospitals. I just came into my doorway a half an hour later. I think of this because Monday the 19th will be a Monday as it was six years ago, the morning my dad slipped on the ice and broke his hip outside Richmond Elementary School in Vermont. He was in University of Vermont Medical Center, the former Fletcher Allen, for three days after the successful operation that took place later that day, followed by 45 days at Burlington Health and Rehab Center. And while he does have some mobility issues, I am happy that for all of the years after 2016, that we have marked Christmas at home as opposed to in a medical facility. His voice is still as strong and speech as clear as on the 1965 tapes from his radio days that still sit under my parents' roof, and I have heard them. I digitized a few of them, too. 
That is something that I am thankful for. And uh, son of a gun, you can't buy that at a store. Yes, there were medical bills, but insurance thankfully took care of the vast majority of it. And I understand there are countless Americans who are not as lucky. Back to that train ride Tuesday night with Monday the 19th coming up and noting mobility issues. The thought did go through my head that while my first train ride was when I was four and he was with me for so many, so many years on those train trips like the voyages to Indiana where my aunt and uncle lived to Nova Scotia, Montreal, Chicago, through the Rockies and Seattle and Glacier National Park and countless places in between. The thought did enter my mind somewhere between New Haven and Springfield that I may have taken my last rail adventure with him, though I want to think positively about it instead. Then I thought of Springfield's favorite son, Dr. Seuss, to whom this line is attributed. Don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. And on this same timeline, same space in the cosmos, Northampton Karen is complaining that our bus is a little late showing up from a bus barn in Hartford. At this point in my traveling life, the vast majority of that traveling life on rail, thanks to my dad, I look at a delay of a half hour as something to laugh at. I mean, considering all of the things that happened to people that we have heard over the course of just this past year, not all the other years, aren't we to be grateful for a crisis that is minor, really quite minor, as Charles Osgood would say? Bob's World for this Friday, December 16, aside from something I might suddenly be moved to tell you about, and the special next Wednesday, which will be a nod to the career of legendary WPVI 6 Philly action news anchor Jim Gardner, who will be holding down the fort for his last newscast at 6 p.m. next Wednesday night. Make it a great holiday season, and I'll see you on the smartphone in 2023.